Hallelujah. Welcome. Welcome to Exhale Church. My name is Pastor Alicia, and I'm so glad you decided to be with us on this morning. I'm excited about the new year, and we're just one week in. Doesn't it seem like we've been in the new year longer than a week? Amen. Yes, but we're really just one week in, and we are still in a position to learn and get more of an understanding of how to make the most out of this year. And so if that's something you want to do, you're in the right place on this morning. We're consider- we're continuing into our series entitled Baggage. Somebody go ahead and type baggage. Yes, we're in week two. And today's message is entitled a new thing. Somebody say that with me, a new thing. All right. So here is basically the big idea of what we're going to be talking about on this morning. We have many people who are excited, they say, about having a new year. We have many people who want to experience the new things that God has in store for them. But yet, they're not aware that they're doing it but they're holding on to the baggage of the past. And when we hold on to the baggage of the past, it makes it that much more difficult for us to experience the new things that God is trying to do in our lives. And so we're going to be continuing on in our series so that we can free ourselves from that baggage and we can experience the fresh work. Somebody say the fresh work that God wants to do in our lives. Work that we can't even imagine. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. There are things that God has done in my life that, you know, I can't even say I dreamed of them because they exceeded my imagination. God is faithful to his word. He will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or even think to ask. That's the kind of God you serve. And so if you are ready to experience that in 2022, somebody say, I am ready to experience that in 2022. Well, then you got to let go of the baggage. Yep, you're going to have to let go of the baggage if that's what you want to experience in 2022. Somebody say, go ahead and let go, let go, let go. All right, all right. So let's get into the message this week. We are coming out of the book of Isaiah. So get your Bibles. Turn with me to Isaiah. We're going to start in chapter 43. And we're going to look at verses 18 and 19. So that's Isaiah chapter 43 verses 18 and 19. All right. Are you there? All right. It reads, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making away in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Woo. Somebody say, God is doing a new thing. Yes, he is. Oh, Excel Church, you better receive it this morning. God is doing a new thing. 
But let's think about this for a second. Have you ever seen a movie where there is somebody that's living in the past? They're trapped in the past. Um, I, I kind of think of the anecdotal um, high school football player um, that's now a middle aged man, but he is reliving that touchdown that he scored in his uh, senior year of high school where he took his team to the championships and that is where he is stuck although that may be 30 something years past that's that's where he is he's reliving that maybe you can think of a different movie or something else where somebody is stuck in the past reliving over and over again something that's happened a decade ago two decades ago three decades ago or even more what is it about the past that keeps our attention? Tell me. You can tell me in the comments. What is it? Even as time keeps moving forward, what is it about the past that makes us want to stay there? I can even think about for us ladies, you know, being trapped with that hairstyle, that 1970s hairstyle. And here it is, 2022, but we are trapped in the past. We're still stuck in a place that was familiar. And to be fair, we've all done this in some area or another in our lives, haven't we? Yeah, we have, right? There's things that we want to go back to. They're things that we we long for because of the way things used to be. I know I, I, I long for the days. Remember the days where we used to be able to, as little children, like lay outside and just watch the stars and not have to worry about crime or being kidnapped or whatever the case may be. Things seemed like they were different back then, right? Maybe they weren't different. Maybe we just didn't know they weren't different. But I remember one thing that was different. I knew I could walk to that candy store at the corner and I would be able to get some great candy for 10 cents. Try that now if you would, right? There are some things that really do change. And as they change, there's a part of us that still longs for what used to be. But how? How are we going to move forward if we're still looking back? Yes, that was great that, you know, things used to be 10 cents. And yes, that was great that there were some things that were a part of our past. But if we are going to make the most of this new year, hear me closely. We're going to have to turn our attention to the future. Maybe the past is attractive because it feels safer than the present. Maybe we feel like we, we, at least we know what to expect with the past. You know, even if it wasn't all that good, we, we knew what it was. And maybe that's why we tend to look backwards. Even if our history was horrible, at least you know what happened. And the problem with this mindset is you can't move forward while also living in the past. Somebody say, leave the past in the past. Yep. Just go ahead and tell them, leave the past in the past. So today we're talking about leaving the baggage behind us for better or for worse. And we're moving confidently into the present reality of God's provision for us. Somebody say, God is able to provide 
Amen. If you leave that baggage from in the past, he's able to provide. He's able to do a new thing in your life if you believe it this morning. So let's go ahead and move into our main teaching, which is leave the past in the past. Somebody go ahead and say that for me. Leave the past in the past. The former things referred to in our Isaiah passage that I read just a moment ago could very well be the exodus from Egypt, or it could be some other point in Israel's history. But I want you to listen to Pharaoh's words to the nation of Israel from Exodus chapter 12, verse 31. Okay. So if you're wanting to turn with me, I'm in Exodus chapter 12, verse 31. During the night, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, up. Leave my people, you and the Israelites. Go worship the Lord as you have requested. Now, let's talk about this for a moment. This is the point in history where the Israelites receive their freedom. Now, think about that for a moment. After 400 years of slavery to the Egyptians, 400 years. I know some of us have been dealing with some things in our life and it feels like it's been 400 years. But think of the magnitude of the time that they had been enslaved. And this is the moment. Somebody say, this is the moment where everything changes. In a moment, he is instructing them, go, you're free, go. Now, I don't know. But I imagine at this moment, there's there's like mixed emotions. I don't know if you've ever been trapped in a scenario for a long time. And at first you're trying to figure out, you know, is this real? Like, is this a trap? Is this a trip? Like, it, let me hurry up and go before they change their mind, right? It's hard to imagine what they might have been feeling as they had to pack up their homes and their families and their livestock and start walking. God only knew where. They're walking in the wilderness. They're walking towards their promised land. Now, it's even harder to imagine that they would actually at some point want to go back to Egypt and want to go back into slavery. But as we all know, that eventually did happen. Wandering through that wilderness was hard. <laughs> it was different from what they were used to doing. Did you catch that? Even though they now had freedom, even though they were now on their way to their promised land, they had to go through that journey and that journey took them somewhere different. And when they got to different Different felt what? Uncomfortable. So uncomfortable that they contemplated going back. They contemplated being back into slavery. They contemplated going back to the thing that they asked God to deliver them from because they were someplace uncomfortable. Who am I preaching to this morning? 
They wanted to return to the way things used to be, even though the things that used to be were or horrible. Now, I don't know about you this morning, but I know that there have been some times that you have been in a horrible situation and you have asked God to deliver you. And God being faithful has delivered you. But then once you're delivered and you're in this holding pattern, you're not at the promised land yet. You're delivered from where you used to be, but you're in this place that's so uncomfortable. If you're not careful, you'll covet going backwards into the past, going back to that relationship you were delivered from, going back to that job that you were delivered from going back in time to behaviors and patterns and things you used to do that God delivered you from but you got to hold on because you have to keep going into the promised land and even though you're going to be experiencing something new and uncomfortable it's a new thing that God is trying to do in your life amen so I need us to be realistic and recognize that we are not too much different from our distant Israelite relatives. Yes, they may have been contemplating going back into physical slavery, but I think we can see some parallels of how we may be struggling in a similar way even today. In fact, if we are, there's some encouragement that Paul gave to the Galatians church that I think applies to Excel church on this morning. Turn with me, if you would, to Galatians chapter five. I'm going to look at verse one. All right. Galatians chapter five. I'm going to look at verse one. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Somebody say stand firm. Then. And do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Okay, we could sit here for a couple hours. Stand firm. Don't go back. Don't get back enslaved. Don't get back entrapped. Don't get back in that situation. You've been set free. Now, I don't, maybe y'all don't want to acknowledge it. I can acknowledge I've been there. I've done that. I've got the t-shirt. <laughs> I have done it. Now, mind you, it was a very, very long time ago, but I remember it so much where you in a relationship and you're trying to make this relationship work and it's toxic and you're like, okay, Lord, show me if this isn't you so you can release me and God releases you and you try to be free for a couple months. And then you start missing that person. Then you start having memories of, oh, okay, you know, well, I could, I, I miss so-and-so. And then you want to go back to what God has delivered you from. You don't want to be patient. You don't want to wait for the better. You don't want to wait for the, the plan of God. You want to just grab on whatever is familiar. You want to grab back hold to whatever you're used to, whatever's convenient. Let me tell you this morning, it is worth the struggle. Hallelujah. It is worth the struggle to break free 
and to stand firm and wait on the promises of God. You, this is the year where you can't keep going backwards. This is the year where you can't keep reaching back for what is familiar. This is the year. If you really want this to be the year that you've experienced the great things of God, this has to be the year where you stand firm until God moves where you're not willing to accept a counterfeit, where you're not willing to accept something less than God's best. This is the year where you must stand firm. Let me tell you, I remember when God revealed to me what he wanted to do in ministry. And I intentionally let my license for my law practice lapse. Now, I've told this testimony before and some of you are new, so I'm gonna share this one piece again because I did that. Because I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust myself not to go backwards when times got hard. So I made an intentional decision that I know I can't practice law without my license. Therefore, if I let my license lapse, I don't renew it. I don't pay the, the, the dues or whatever it was called back then. Um, I don't take my courses that I have to take that um, renew my license. Then my license is no longer valid. And so I intentionally allow my license to become invalid so I would have no opportunity to go backwards. I said, God, I made up my mind. I'm going to stand firm and I know it's going to get hard. And I know that there's going to be temptation. And I know that there's going to be parts in this journey where I'm going to want to turn back. So here's what I'm going to do. This is how I got ahead of the game. I said, let's go ahead and shut this road down so I can never come back. And I had to continue no matter how hard it got. And we do know it did get hard. We do know that there was a deep, deep valley on that journey. We do know that there was a, a, a testing period and there was a, a, a period of lack and there was a period of loneliness. But I knew that I had to continue on the pathway that God had intended for me in order to get to the expected end. Now that I'm at the place where I'm experiencing the manifest promises of God, I'm able to rejoice. I'm able to look back and I'm able to say, I'm so glad I closed that door in obedience. And yes, I could have turned back. And yes, I could have come back. But what you will find is when you go back, guess what? It's just as bad as it was the last time you left it. If not worse. Why you keep going back to something that did not hold you in the first place. God released you from it. So don't return to your vomit. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. I don't know what this is referencing in your life, but do not return to what God has delivered you from. Move forward. No matter how uncomfortable you get, no matter how lonely you get, no matter how impoverished you get, stand firm and you will see the promises of God. Amen. 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 And so, hmm, as we move forward, Paul is saying, leave the past in the past. He's saying, stand firm in your newfound freedom. Now, I'm going to tell you something that God was sharing with me as I was studying. This applied to me even when I came into the kingdom of God, because once I got free from the bondage of sin, when I gave, became a Christian and gave my life to Christ, I held on to this scripture to not backslide. And I'm, I'm, I'm just so blessed. I can honestly say to you, when I made my mind up to follow Christ, that was it. 
Wasn't no turning back. Wasn't no going in the world, out the world, back and forth. It was a commitment that I have been able to keep for decades. And part of that, again, is when I make a commitment, I place myself in a position where it is very difficult, if not impossible, to go backwards. And so as I made this commitment and as I was walking with the Lord as a, a baby Christian, the next thing God showed me was another level of depth to the scripture, because then I began to experience the yoke of bondage even in the church. Oh, come on, somebody. Then I began to experience the man-made doctrines and the traditions and the things of man that were being imposed. And God began to reveal to me again, do not take on the bondage. He who the son sets free is free indeed. You are free to worship me. You are free to follow me. That's why I'm able to come to you this morning and preach in a jean jacket. Hallelujah. Because I am free. I refuse to take on the bondage. That's the bondage of sin. That's the bondage of man. That's the bondage of anything that's not rooted in the word of of God. And so you've got to make a decision somewhere along the lines that you are going to follow him and that his word reigns supreme in your life and that anything else is a bondage that you want to be free of so that you can be free to follow God, that you can be free to serve God. So anything that is preventing you from serving God with your whole heart, anything that's stopping you from going to the next level in your spiritual journey, you have to look at that thing and say, wait a minute, have I allowed myself to slip back into bondage? Somebody say, get free. Yes, that's right. I want you to get free on this morning. Jesus addressed this beautifully in Luke chapter nine, verse 62. Turn there with me. He says, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Mm. Did you hear that? He said, if you keep looking back, you are not fit for service. Woo. Let me read that to you one more time. No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. So I think that we've pretty much covered the point to a place where we have an understanding of what God is requiring of us this morning. And so now we just get the chance to determine that, okay, God, I'm going to get with the program. I do want this to be a happy new year. I do want you to use me. I do want to be fit for service. I do want to bring your name, glory, and receive everything that you have in store for me. So maybe it's time for me to let go of the baggage. Amen. Is that where you're at this morning? If you're at, if you're there, if you're already there, say, I'm ready to let go of the baggage. Amen. And so the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Go ahead and put that for me. The best is yet to come. I can think of a time in my life where I was looking forward to something um, with great anticipation. I can actually think of many, many times, but the one that comes to mind um, the quickest is childbirth. Mm. My goodness, from the minute that I found out that I was with child, 
the anticipation was absolutely overwhelming. Just laying in that bed at night with that big bump in your stomach and just trying to envision what is this little person going to be like? What are they going to look like? Who are they going to take after? Just the, the thought, the preparation. Okay, let's get ready. You know, getting the room ready, getting everything ready. I mean, getting ready till you can't get ready anymore. I remember reading every book I could get my hand on, what to expect when you're expecting. And I'm just telling you the anticipation was absolutely insane. Maybe you're thinking about something that you're looking forward to. Maybe you're looking forward to your vacation. Maybe you've worked hard and you've stored up vacation days and you're planning to go somewhere amazing. Or maybe you're looking forward to your retirement. You've worked hard your whole life and your retirement is upon you and you are counting down the days. No matter what it is, we all probably have some experience in life where we've looked forward to something with anticipation. So I'm about to say something to you this morning that is going to probably shift things a little bit. Because we don't really think about this a lot and we probably don't talk about this a lot, but we're about to talk about it for a moment on this morning. As believers, we get to share in an eternity with God. Amen. All the saints before us, everyone in the body of Christ, we're all going to get to share in this eternity with God. And this is why we, as John 14 and two says, fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. He set the example. He went before us and he is, has prepared a room for us in our father's house. So the same way that we anticipate the great things that we are expecting to happen in this lifetime, expecting to happen in a couple years or in a couple months, can we also remember this morning that we have to expect and look forward to what Jesus has prepared for us? Amen. That same excitement that you feel about your vacation, about your retirement, about your, your baby, about your wedding, it should actually pale in comparison to how we feel about the eternity that we will receive in Christ. Amen. And yet, many of us forget all about that part of the inheritance. We forget all about that part of what we have to look forward to. We get so bogged down with the baggage of this life that we forget what is to come. Somebody say the best is yet to come. My encouragement, therefore, is keep looking forward. Keep looking forward. Whether the past has been good or the past has been somewhat riddled with trouble, the best truly is yet to come. I want you to make a decision this morning 
that even if you can't see that, you will believe that. You're going to have to make a decision to walk by faith and not by sight. Somebody say, walk by faith and not by sight. I know it's easier to believe God when he's laid out all the evidence. It's, it's easier to walk with God when he's given us a blueprint and says to us, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and then this is going to happen. But how often does that really happen? <laughs> really, how often does that happen? We have to have faith. And I know that a lot of times in real life, we don't want to do anything or go anywhere without some type of indication of how it's going to turn out. But in order for us to receive what I'm talking about, this, this new level, this new experience in God, that's exactly what you have to do. God did not tell me anything about what he was going to do through the journey. I knew that there was an expected end, but I'm telling you there was some twist and there were some turns and there were some things that I was never made aware of prior to getting in that situation. And each step of the way, I just had to believe God and keep trusting God to bring me to the expected end. And so I know that for some of us, we want to receive great things from God. But the minute we get into this journey and it starts getting bumpy and it's things are unclear and you can't tell what direction is going and if the house going to. OK, let me off. <laughs> let me off the ride. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Let me out of here. I, I, I know I said, you. no, I changed my mind. This is not what I anticipated. <laughs> Amen. Come on, tell the truth and shame the devil this morning. Y'all will get off that ride in a heartbeat. Well, listen. Not in 2022. Somebody say not in 2022. In 2022, I need you to buckle your seatbelt. And even when it gets bumpy, even when you feel turbulence, even when you're unclear what in the world God is doing, that you're going to keep going by faith and not by sight. Somebody say, I will do that. I, because we, we simply cannot be in control all the time. Hello, control freaks. You cannot be in control all the time. You cannot know how things are going to turn out all the time. You're not going to get a 100% satisfaction guarantee all the time. We cannot stop other people from making their decisions. And sometimes their decisions will have a negative impact on us. But what we can do is we can decide how we are going to hold on to that baggage. We can decide whether or not we're going to let it go, leave it in the past, or whether we're going to keep carrying it around with us. I want us to make the decision this morning to move forward, even if the path is unknown. The Apostle Paul said it so beautifully in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. He said, for we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Hmm. Meanwhile, we groan 
longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. Because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened. Because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. So that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now, the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we live by faith, not by sight. Now that's a long passage and Paul is saying a lot. And I know this is at the end of this message, but I want to highlight something to you, as I know that you will delve deeper into this as you go into your own personal studies on this week. I believe that by faith. This is not our home. Can we just can we just acknowledge that for a moment? This is not our home. And while we are going to make the best of our time here, we also have to look forward to truly returning home. Amen. Amen. The spirit was given to us as a guarantee, a promise of the eternal life to come. And this is the way that God designed it. So we trust him. We trust that the best really is yet to come. And we walk by faith and not by sight. So as we close, you've probably heard the story of Doubting Thomas before at some point in your life. He's the one who heard about Jesus's resurrection and said, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. Yeah, he said that. So then a week later, Jesus appears and says to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Awkward. (laughs) Can you imagine saying something like that about Jesus and he show up and, and repeat back to you what you said and what you needed to do in order to believe Jesus told him, because you have seen me, this is John chapter 20, verses 24 through 29. He said, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. You and I are blessed. We didn't get to walk with Jesus. 
We didn't get to talk with Jesus. We didn't get to stick our fingers in his hands and in his side. And yet we still worship him. And yet we still receive him as our Lord and Savior. And yet we still long for the day that we get to dwell in eternity with him. Blessed are those of us that believe. Hallelujah. Blessed are those of us who have not seen and yet we believe in our risen Savior. But here's your challenge for the week. Keep believing in Jesus. Believe beyond the resurrection. Believe the promises of God. Believe the things he has spoken to you over your life. Believe the things that he has shown you in the spirit he's going to do for you. Even when it doesn't look like it's possible. Hallelujah. Believe that he is able to bless you with your home, even when your credit score is in shambles. Hallelujah. Believe that he has a spouse that is for you, who will love you, who will honor you, who will honor your covenant, even if you've been mistreated in the past. Hallelujah. Believe he will heal your body, your sickness, your infirmity, even if you have been told something to the contrary by your doctors. Will you still believe the word of God over your life? Will you believe in Jesus just as you believe in his resurrection? Will you believe that he still is yet alive and he has the power to work a miracle in your life? That's what I'm challenging you to do on this week. In spite of the past, in spite of the past disappointment, I know when God was getting ready to move in my life, that was one of my biggest obstacles, remembering the letdown, not wanting to get your hopes up too high because you remember what it felt like to get it up before and it didn't come through. Whether it was your business, whether it was your ministry, whether it was your marriage, no matter what it was, the, 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 the hope that something different would happen and then it was the same. Come on, if you're going to believe God for 2022 to be different, then you've got to be willing to believe him all the way. In spite of what has happened in the past, in spite of your disappointments, in spite of your failures previously, this is the year. Somebody declare it with me. This is is the year God is doing a new thing in our lives. He has something for us here in the present and again in our future. He has prepared a place for us in this life and the eternal life that we have to look forward to. So keep an eye out for him this week. Come on, keep an eye out, expect God to move, choose to walk in your freedom, hallelujah, and let go of the baggage and travel light. Will you do that with me this week? All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you, hallelujah. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Father God, for even as we have, whew, we've talked about so much today and we have... We've really maybe made some things resurface that we've got to recommit our, ourselves to. 
God, help us to commit ourselves to your word. Help us to commit ourselves to keeping our eyes fixed on you. Help us to commit ourselves, Father God, to walking with you by faith and not by sight. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you for the word giving us a prick to get deeper, to grow deeper and to grow closer to you. God, we thank you for what you've done on this morning. And we thank you for the work that you're going to do in 2022. Thank you for preparing our hearts so that we would be in a position to make the adjustments to receive the things that you desire to do in our lives. And we are going to be careful, oh God, that in everything that you're doing, as you're moving, as you're blessing us, that we will give you and you alone the praise and the honor and the glory. In Jesus name we pray. Somebody say, amen, amen.